Hello and welcome to another episode of Inside the Drinker Studio. This is episode number 29, the last one of season two. two. I'm here with Ralph. Hi, everybody. And we are at Craft and Social with Rafael, better known as Tito Terrazas. Hi. Hey, how are you guys? Good. How are you? Good, good. Thank you for doing this. Absolutely. Thank this you, This is really guys. fun. I like it that we're outside. Cool breeze. By the sidewalk. Enjoying downtown El Paso. Drinking some beer. Drinking some Wicked Felina. Yeah, Wicked Felina from El Paso Brewing Company. They're doing well. Yeah. I think they're starting to pop out everywhere. So anyways, how are you? I'm doing good. Yeah? yeah. What's up? What's new? Um, what's new? Um, I guess just recently um, I've uh, quit my day job. So you quit your day job? I did. Wow. Yeah, that so I guess that's kind of new. <laughs> okay. So th this wasn't my day job, in other words. Is this your wow. day job now? Now it is, yeah. That's oh, wow. Impressive. That's cool. So tell us about you. Tell us about you, who's, who's Tito, because everybody knows you by that. Um, well, you know, I'm a born and raised El Pasoan. Um, I went to private school my whole life up until high school. After that, I headed out to UTEP, studied finance in the College of Business. And then after that, I headed over to, uh, to Austin. Mm -hmm. So I was there for about four years. Um, before that, though, I, I, I was able to experience a little bit of uh, different cultures in uh, different countries and uh, just, just different cities. And that kind of exposed me a little bit to different, different beer styles, just to give you a little bit of context. Mm -hmm. um, but then in Austin was where it really grew. It was mm -hmm. back in oh, 2009, I would say. Okay. And, uh, you know, the, the craft beer scene was, was present, but it was still young yeah. back then. So I started getting exposure to a lot of uh, craft beers in Austin. And uh, about four years ago, a little less, I decided to move back to El Paso. And uh, I, I needed an excuse to move back to El Paso. I couldn't just move back. So my excuse was to open up a craft beer bar. Very cool. So uh, how did the idea of opening the craft beer come out? Well, originally, you know, it was kind of like the whole let's open up a brewery kind of deal. Mm -hmm. um, that would have required to raise capital and to give up some of your ownership, etc. And, and it would have been a two, three year project just to launch. Mm -hmm. So to me, that was a little bit down the line versus okay. what I wanted to do. So I basically called up my brother-in-law, which is my current uh, business partner, and I said, hey man, let's, uh, let's open something up ASAP, just you and me. What we really want to do is just sell great beer, mm -hmm. you know, expand the craft beer market in El Paso. And we did, you know, we took us about maybe a little less than six months to find a spot, mm -hmm. and then another six months to open up. Nice. We've been live since about, for three and a half years now. Yeah. Very since, cool. Which is a whole nother, whole different spectrum in the El Paso market <laughs> versus when I started. Oh yeah, it's called evolution, I guess, right? You know, because we're the same age, pretty much, you and, and my business, so, yeah. So three cool. and a half years and now it's your day job. Yeah, that's it really took a cool. while, right? That's really, still though, yeah. that's, yeah. that's something to be proud of for sure. Yeah, I, w I mean, I had a very convenient setup uh, with my former day job, which was, uh, working from working from home mm -hmm. so it kind of you know I was kind of able to do this too but but I, I just I did notice that it was slipping away a little bit from from my control so mm -hmm. I kind of had to make a choice 
and and I chose I chose to stay to stay here and to focus on the on the business. Yeah. How's your wife taking it? Well, it's only been it hasn't even been two weeks. Okay. So so far so good. Okay. Um, but she was obviously you know she was obviously part of the decision making. Yeah. So she she had to buy into it. So I mean, <laughs> regardless of how she's gonna feel, she. I didn't do it without her consent. So. <laughs> Good for you. So, I mean, she's a decision. sweetheart. Yeah, your wife's a sweetheart. Congratulations, you recently got married too. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, new, new, new wife, new day job per se. <laughs> uh, a lot, of, a lot of different things happening this year. Yeah, that's good. That's awesome. Very cool. Do we have a question, Michelle? Okay, go for it. All right. Let's start. So, what historical figure would you like to have a drink with, and what would you drink with them? It could be living, dead, it could be a relative. We've had that on the show before. Um, historical figure. Mm-hmm. I would probably have to say John Dillinger. Okay. And cool. it's not necessarily based off of me being a huge fan or anything like that. It was more... More so that he uh, he stayed in this hotel, which is on the oh, oh yeah, uh, above, the Gardner, above, yeah, mm-hmm. the Gardner Hotel above our our location, and right before he got caught in Tucson. Wow. So I don't know. Just I, I think it would be cool to get the his perspective from uh, from uh, like an outsider and from like, from El Paso yeah. back in that yeah. day, uh, day and age and. Uh, you know, I'd be curious to see what type of beer he would like, if any, <laughs> and uh, just uh, I, you know, kind of like relate that to to where we're at right, mm-hmm. right now. Right. I didn't realize that he had come through El Paso. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, the Gardner Hotel even has some sell some T-shirts uh, for John Dillinger. Yeah, Do- John Dillinger T-shirts. <laughs> well, if if he were here in the in the present the future for him what would you what beer would you pour him from um, your selection well right now? now I'd probably pour him what I'm drinking because it's uh, one of the one of the few local beers we carry uh-huh. uh, it's a Wicca Felina it's an IPA from El Paso Brewing like we mentioned earlier yeah and uh, you know just when I go to a city I, I, I like to try their local beers so local beers. that's probably what I would have him have him taste especially with IPAs being so predominant yeah in this uh in, in the craft beer scene, right. I mm-hmm. think if there wasn't any IPA back then, I think it would be a great beer to try. Yeah. yeah. Who knows if he'd like it, but at least he'd he'd uh, he'd sample it. I bet he's like a, a whiskey man. Yeah, I, I, that's yeah. I, yeah. I, that would have to be my guess as well. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure the whiskey, whiskey nowadays is gonna blow his mind because I'm sure Prohibition era they can't be the best. The beer's probably very different from back then, yeah. so. Yeah. That's cool. All right. So what is your biggest extravagance? How do you uh, spend your money on? Time and money, time or money. Oh, you know, well, that you consider an extravagance. I wouldn't really say money because I don't spend a lot. Okay. Ex- aside from maybe traveling. Yeah. But I don't travel luxuriously, so it's not like... I wouldn't say, like, that's where I spend my money. Uh, I guess, yeah, I guess traveling would be my, my biggest... Traveling <laughs> my is your biggest, extravagance. M- okay. Money-wise, in terms of time, in terms of day-to-day, I really try to enjoy the city. One of my favorite things to do is uh, uh, ride my mountain bike. 
Very cool. Mm-hmm. In the actual mountains, not just the street. <laughs> not the street. So, you know, whether it's me jogging up the mountains with my blue healer uh, named Luna or taking my, my mountain bike uh, through the, you know, Monk's Trail or Crazy Cat. I'm not really even sure what it's called. <laughs> but uh, recently I, I, I went to the Northeast to ride my mountain bike and you know, I kind of almost felt like in another country because it was so gloomy and uh, okay. it had just kind of rained. It was cloudy, yeah, okay. and mm. you couldn't really see any any vehicles or any population at, at one point in the trail. <laughs> so it felt really good. It felt like I was somewhere else. So that's kind of where I spent. Okay. I try to spend most of my free time, per yeah. se. Very cool. That's cool. So tell me more about craft and social. I mean, you are one of the first uh, craft beer places here downtown what what has evolved what how has it evolved since then since you opened you know what well, have you added craft and social you know it it basically started with some savings tiny little loan and a bunch of stuff we try to find for for cheap or, mm-hmm. or free mm-hmm. um and i think that's what makes this place so great you know it it, it started with uh just an idea which was hey let's sell craft beer um it developed into a kitchen, which we had in mind, but we didn't open from the start. Mm-hmm. I wish we would have. It was just hard. Yeah. Um, we didn't know what, what a kitchen entailed, so we got help. And um, it's grown into more of that, into, into more of like, hey, people come here for the food. Right. I, I feel first people came out of curiosity, Yeah. and then they started getting into the beers, but then you know, more and more people start either coming or coming back because of the food, which mm-hmm. is... Paninis, salads... Yeah, so oh, yeah, if, the sandwiches are awesome. So if, if you're in the industry, you realize that, in the bar industry, you realize that food is, like, really, really, really important. So for us, it's it's, it's really important. Right now, I'm actually trying to get more into the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I surprisingly really, really enjoy it. Um... I've never been a huge chef or anything like that. My my business partner Eric, he's the one that kind of started launch the kitchen. Okay. Um, but now that I'm here, you know, most of the time, I I am trying to integrate more stuff. We're working on a, a vegan aguachile cool. appetizer. Oh, wow. Um, and that's just one of the things we're working on. There's there's other stuff, but uh, I really wanna. I really want to, like, it's come to the point where I really want to show what we can do with the vegetarian slash vegan options. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's a little bit to do with the market itself, but I'll, more more of it to do with um, my personal choice. If it were mm-hmm. up to me, I'd probably be vegetarian. I am for the most part. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, like, lately I've been a little bit more vegetarian than before. Maybe maybe uh, some seafood, but I've tried to really stay away from uh, red meats. Right. Yeah. Um, and I would really want to see what we can do with that. Yeah. You know. Because uh, I think more people would, you know, at least eat less meat if there were better options out there for, for vegetarians. I know. Uh, yeah. Recently, Chef Ruiz is now having a meatless Monday option at his mm-hmm. restaurant. So that's cool. Yeah. But you know, as I do like eating vegetarian, I was vegetarian for like a year. But man, the meat and cheese board here is. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not like I dislike meat anymore, but it's just like um, it's cutting back. It's if, just if I could, yeah, if I, if I could, if most of my meals could be, you know, more vegetarian based, yeah. um, I think it's better for my, you know, digestive system yeah. for my oh, body. Yeah. So, 
Um, that's kind of what we want to mess around with a little bit more. We, we do have some great vegetarian, vegan options. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of uh, expanding on that yeah. and, and making it better and, and you know, being motivated by other, other companies or yeah. other businesses that are doing that. Cool. Tell me about the events that you have. Um, well, we have quite a few, actually. Um, on a weekly basis, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we have something going on. So Tuesday we have Runs for Funds. It's oh, our okay. run club. Cool. Yeah. So uh, I, I I had joined in the beginning. I kind of didn't come for a while, and now I'm back in here. Okay. So we came yesterday. I brought my dog, and uh, oh, you can bring your dog. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that's it, good to know. The, unfortunately, dogs can't <laughs> can't come inside yeah. just because of the whole food thing. But uh, but yeah, my, my dog was was outside afterwards, and we ate outside, and we had a beer outside. Nice. And she was she was great with it. Um, so we, we did the run club on Tuesdays, uh, Wednesdays, which is tonight. We have a wine not Wednesdays. It started off just as a half half price bottle of wines. Oh, cool! But now we integrated a uh, Julio Mena, which is an awesome musician, local musician. Uh huh. He has um, he has a group now called Ascension Drums and Percussion. Oh, okay, I've heard of that. So he mixes vinyl and his music with uh, some, you know, drums yeah. and stuff, and yeah. and it's really awesome. I, I feel like it's an amazing, you know, music experience. Yeah. So we're really trying to push that. Um, I feel once people start getting the hang of of what it is and and the the quality of music he brings to the table, yeah, I think it'll it'll really catch on. So that's every Wednesday, and then Thursdays we have Geeks to Drink. Oh yeah, uh, and that started a while back, and, and at first it was uh, we it had you know we got a little getting used to, yeah. But now you it know picks up. It, yeah, it's mm -hmm. it's really cool. It's a really cool uh, thing. You know, you you see people that may you may not regularly see on a you know, you may not see on a regular basis. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, they get to eat some food, uh, get some drinks, and, and just enjoy. And basically explore and learn what craft and social is through yeah. Geeks Who Drink. Yeah. Um, one Monday out of the month, usually the first Monday, we have... Uh, I painted that. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. So you come, you, you buy your ticket, you get a free drink, and you basically paint whatever their... Uh, whatever, whatever the whatever, teacher, right? that month's feature is. Uh-huh. And it's really awesome, you know, uh, we fill up pretty quick. Okay. And people seem to have a great time. They're just, you know, painting and drinking and meeting new people, which is which is what we're all about. That's where the, the name social comes into place. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, one of the few places in El Paso where you can actually meet people. Right. I feel like uh, there's a select few places where you can do that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, this is one of them. Awesome. And uh, one, one Sunday out of the month, we have yoga. Which is really you cool. You fit people in there with yoga? Yeah, we move the tables oh, around. Cool. We probably fit 20, 25 people uh -huh. doing yoga. And uh, it's like the perfect space for it. Uh, it's, it's really cool. So we do that once a month, okay. one Sunday out of the month. We're probably going to try and integrate like a brunch type. Not like a full brunch, but maybe like, you know, offering waffles. Oh, nice. Um, That's cool. During that, that, uh, that event. And then on... Probably, I would say, on a monthly basis, sometimes more, sometimes less, we have uh, brewery events. Uh -huh. So we try to bring, you know, beer reps. We try to have... Uh, yeah, the tap takeovers. Tap takeovers. Yeah. Um, have more than a few beers of that, uh, of that uh, brewery on hand. And the uh -huh. idea is to have people get to know... Yeah. Either get to know the brewery yeah. or try beers that you're probably they, not going to find somewhere else. Right. Or, or it'll be hard to find somewhere else. Very nice. Which is really cool. 
because that Oberon Habanero was awesome from the last <laughs> <laughs> Bell Staff Takeover you guys had. Okay, that's that's pretty cool. I mean, there's always something to do at Craft and Social, yeah. pretty much. And yeah, it's we're always looking for stuff to yeah. kind of show. That's cool. We've tried some stuff that didn't seem to work that well, and then we just hey. changed it up. And the idea is just keep with it for a while, yeah. and it eventually catches on. It's a trial and error thing, yeah. I know. So what is the most complicated thing you've ever done, aside from owning a business, because I know. <laughs> yeah, um, that's complicated. Like myself personally, personally, or or, 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 or craft and social related. Um, let's go the personal and then turn into the craft and social. Let's see, what is the toughest the thing you've done? Like the most complicated. Toughest thing I've done. Yeah. Um, well, I wouldn't say it's a. Uh, I wouldn't say it's the toughest thing I've done per se, but the hardest decision maybe. Yeah. Okay. Was probably quit my day job. Really? So yeah. it was recent. It was yeah, just yeah, like yeah. a. So it was, it was just it was it was um, it was a really long time in the making. Uh huh. And for me to just, uh, I, you know, I'm very analytical. Yeah. So I tend to overthink things, and and you know, there came a point where I'm like, you know what, I just gotta go with it, and, and I'll figure it out. Yeah. And and that's kind of how, that's kind of how it was here with Craft and Social too. When when I. When I saw the spot, I knew it was perfect for what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And I basically told my partner, hey, just sign the lease. We'll figure it out. Because you didn't want it to get away. Exactly. Yeah. We, 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 we could have potentially lost the place. So you were like, you know what? We're yeah. not going to find a better spot. Sign the lease. We'll figure it out. And that's kind of how I motivate myself to do things. Okay. You know, like right, right now, I want to... Obviously, my paycheck's not what it used to be uh, for now, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> But you know, I, I want to basically put a down payment on a on a Tesla because nice. I want to motivate yes. myself to actually to actually own it. You know, yeah. to, to work towards it. So that's so cool. That is so, badass. <laughs> I want one too. I don't know if it's like like the, the like you know what I mean. Like I don't know how hard it is. I can't really measure it. But for me, it's just like putting myself in that position where I'm like, you know, I'm gonna make the choice and then I'll I'll see. You have to make it work. Yeah, I gotta make it work. There's no other option. That's really cool. And that's what where, what I'm kind of doing right now. Um, in terms of the bar, um, like any risky events or it's a small place, so it's kind of ha- like it's kind of hard. I guess the, the the hardest thing was the, the beginning. You know, I was working yeah. a full time job, coming here every afternoon, and uh, you know, you know, being here and like I, I lost like I lost like ten pounds in the first like four weeks, and and that's like for me, I I, I don't weigh a lot, so for me, ten yeah. pounds is a lot. Uh-huh. You're so, tall and skinny. Yeah, so, so ten, ten pounds is like like for an average person probably more like twenty five pounds, you know, <laughs> and, or twenty pounds, and 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 it's just balancing out the two, you know, because oh yeah, I know balancing out the two, and there was a, a few other life events where like you know it just kind of things ended up ended up to where I mean life I, I happens. Yeah, I, I didn't have yeah. the the freedom to just say, you know what, I'm gonna let go of my day job, which yeah. looking back at, you know, maybe I should have, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't think, I don't really believe in bad decisions. I just believe in making the right, the, the, the decision based on the information you have at hand. Right. Yeah. So, um, everything's turned out great. I, I feel like I'm trying to manifest what I started a long time ago yeah. and it's slowly happening. Um, and you know, I feel like I'm in a great spot. I, there's, there's nowhere else I would rather be, you know, um, there's no other, like, there's no other job I would rather have right now. 
So, so why is the social aspect of craft and social so important to you? Like, why did you want a you know a bar to have that that feel to it? Yeah, that's a great question, man. I mean, uh, the the name says it all to a certain extent. At least from my perspective, you know, the craft part is obviously doing things with quality. Mm-hmm. Ever since the beginning, I always told my my uh, my employees. Uh, I told them, you know what? We have a great beer selection. We have twenty great beers on the wall. I need to have a great food menu. Okay. And by great food menu, it doesn't mean we're a full-blown restaurant, but it does mean like the stuff we are gonna do, it's gonna be quality. Right. Yeah. The so that's a, that you have, that's a craft right. aspect of it. You know, putting mm. love into it, putting art into it. The social aspect is probably even more important because I don't have any liquor. I don't serve liquor, uh, which is hard for mm-hmm. a bar. But at the same time, it was it was a re- there was a reason behind it. You know, we yeah. we wanted to focus on the beer. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say I'm never gonna have liquor, right? Mm-hmm. But at the at the time, of the you know, at the moment in time, um, beer I feel is more shareable yeah. than than even wine, probably. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a very you know I always tell people, you can't say you don't like beer, you just haven't tried the right one. <laughs> and yeah. I think I've had like one person in three and a half years of being open that really really challenged that. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And there's gonna be someone out there like that, but other than that, you know, I wanted people to be able to sit at the bar, meet each other. I wanted uh, to create events around things that that matter to me, which are you know music. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't say sports per se, but definitely exercise. Right. Um, definitely, just you know, movies. You know, yeah. you know things things that I feel are important and that are, that you know add value to life. I wanted that to be part of the social aspect and you know we get people together we've had bike runs we've had you know mo- most of the people M- Michelle can attest to this but when we have an event and we have a brewery event or whatnot you know everybody pretty much knows each other yeah, and, yeah. And, and I'm not gonna say that it's a big social gathering of people that know each other yeah and, and I'm not awesome. saying we created that but but the fact that we're a place where the service industry that the service industry respects right. uh-huh. I think that's extremely important you know when, when beer reps come they, they they like to show up to craft and yeah. social yeah. you know it's just kind of like it's kind of like the the raw place I don't know like it's, it's rare for me to come on an evening and not say hi to someone I already know okay. like today you know there was two groups of people that I that I know from here uh-huh. and that's what I, what I want to do more of you know I want to be able to I want to be able to even meet even more people, you know, and, and get to know what they're working on, you know, get to know what what type of value they're adding to the city, which right. at the end of the day was was what I wanted to do, you know. I wanted people from out of town to come in and say, you know what, oh, yeah. El Paso's A-OK, you know. Yeah. El Paso's a good spot, and, and one of the reasons is because there's a, a small little place downtown that sells great beer, has great customer service, and, and you know, made my experience a lot better. Oh, yeah. No, I, I've had that experience here, actually, where I've been, like, I think I got, like, two growlers filled, and some out-of-towners were here, and they are just like, what are you getting? Like, we want to try some stuff. We're from Dallas. Like, we've never been out here. This is really cool. I didn't know I could find this in El Paso. And I was like, yeah, man, like, we're actually kind of cool out here in El Paso. Yeah. <laughs> we've got a lot going on. And, you know, I've, I've, I was in Austin for four years, and I, and I go back about once a year, maybe twice. And it's great. Don't get me wrong. They have awesome breweries. You know, they have awesome spots. But at the end of the day, you know, I I really don't miss it because I can go there for a weekend, really enjoy what they have to offer, 
and then come back here to what I love. Yeah. You know, I, I mm -hmm. wouldn't trade the mountains for anything, you know? Yeah. You know, yeah, you have a yeah. beach. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but there's, there's awesome, nothing but like our, our you know, our scene, the yeah, landscape exactly. is awesome. It's like, I have a mountain that divides a city. Yeah. Yay, how cool is that? Not, not only that, you know, like, <laughs> like there's actually houses near the mountain, yeah. which most, most cities, you know, the mountains are, yeah. you don't see a lot of houses in the mountains. No. Like Albuquerque, Las Cruces, the mountains yeah. are kind of a little in bit away. Distance, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so here it's like I can walk to the mountain, and that, that to me is like, you know, I wouldn't really change it for the world. It would be extremely hard for me to leave El Paso. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And if I did, it, there was a very select few cities where I would actually go to yeah I think a lot of people have to to deal with that I think the people that want to stay have a hard time yeah. making that happen in some cases yeah yeah you know that's sad and you don't make friends as easily in other places El Paso is very very friendly so I yeah really you like know that. not only friends but like you know if you really wanted to meet somebody that's in a, a higher position it's yeah. it's relatively easy here in El Paso because it's such a tight-knit yeah. community and other places you you know in Austin I was just another number here you know people yeah. I actually know some people that yeah it's the same thing in a big help. city like Chicago it's the same deal so yeah so, so social circles cool. there are just closed off people yeah kind of stuck yeah that's true so what do you what do you see for El Paso now that you have the tracks in front what do you think is going to happen with your business and how do you see it growing where do you see it going El Paso or downtown or both both like the main um, city of El Paso downtown everything that is happening right now what do you see it going I have a lot of faith in El Paso I have a lot of faith in downtown I think that if I didn't I probably wouldn't have opened up three and a half years ago where it was Right. Pretty bare. Right. Yeah. Know, oh, yeah. The, the few bars that were here were not that great, and the, there's been some that have been okay, and they've opened and they've closed. You know, and oh, yeah. and, and you We've know after I opened after I opened, yeah. And, yeah. and they've closed before. You know, I'm still here, so we're still here. So I would have to say, um, I think it's getting better. I think. I see a lot of people from out of town coming back, mm -hmm. basically yeah. what I did, but now it's happening even more. Yeah. And, you know, I think people are starting to actually see the value in the city. Yeah. And I'm not necessarily talking about the bar scene or the restaurant scene or, or the event scene, but, but I'm, I just pe people are beginning to do what we should have been doing since we were little kids but weren't really exposed to, Okay. Mm -hmm. you know? And I don't know, I, I feel it's, it's growing and I, and I feel a lot of people are trying to make it work here. You yeah. know, it's like, it's like in Austin, you know, you meet a bunch of baristas, you know, like uh, coffee shop baristas and, and they're, they have degrees from UT Austin <laughs> and they're yeah. just there making, you know, living, you know? Yeah. And, and I feel there's a lot of people in El Paso that, that that's, that are doing that, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. but it's really cool when you see, uh, what's it called, uh, art space, the, oh, the, the, the galleries and the lofts. And yeah, like, doing. like to where, to where, hey, you know, we understand you're not making a ton of money, right. you're an artist or whatever, but you know what, you can live in a really cool place yeah. for cheap, downtown. You know, yeah. that is like, wow, yeah. man, that's awesome. And it, it, it allows you to be, you know, independent and, and not necessarily you know, have to live that corporate lifestyle of making <laughs> six digits to be able to to have a, a happy life. Yeah. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And, and, and I see that and I see the city supporting it. And there's still a lot that I don't know that, that is happening in El Paso. I see certain buildings that are like 
have windmills or, you know, like wind power on them and <laughs> that I haven't really explored. And, you know, it's the type of stuff that I want to I wanna get involved with, you yeah. know. Um, uh, I, I, it's a fact El Paso's a little behind, you know. Yeah. It's just, it's, that's just a fact. But at the end of the day, I feel like the people make make it worth mm-hmm. the while, yeah. you know? Yeah. I guess that's why, you know, business owners like you and I, that's what we're here for too, you know, to share what we have obtained from other places outside and bring it to El Paso and show them that there's so much more than just, you know, the typical things that everybody does more here. More than like, volume bars. More than, yeah, more than Bud Light, more than stuff that we more than the franchises more than the franchises and things like that and to yeah. uh, support local you know that's the most important thing keep it in the city so yeah, yeah. oh yeah and absolutely and, and you know what it's it's definitely an uphill battle yeah you know you know it i know it. we're not gonna lie about that but but it's uh it's a worthwhile <laughs> battle you know oh yeah yeah and totally. it's uh you know it's something that we we're, we are trying to add value at the mm-hmm. end of the day. Yeah. And if your business isn't doing that, then you should probably rethink rethink your business model or, or your what you're presenting, your, what you're bringing to the table. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, fun question. What do you do when you get drunk? <laughs> I dance. <laughs> <laughs> really? I don't think I've ever seen you drunk. You're no. very You're very diplomatic. You know, I respect you a lot because I feel like I can't say bad words in front of Tito or express myself like it because you're so diplomatic and so proper. I'm like, oh. No, you know, like... like <laughs> so I, I don't know if you get drunk. <laughs> I, try, I try not to too often. I mean, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not prone to be drunk on a weekend. You know, I, yeah. I, I like waking up early. If anything, I'll be day drinking. Yeah. But, you know, New Year's Eve here at the bar, which was where I usually spend it. Um, weddings, you know, I... I say I don't like weddings, but then, you know, when I'm there, I'm, I'm, I'm dancing all the you're time. You're there. You're there. Uh, so, you know, I just, I just like to have a good time at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my wife loves dancing, too, so it, it's something that we kind of both really, really enjoy. And, and yeah, that's, that's basically what I do, you know. Um, you're right. I, it's not very often, <laughs> but uh, I definitely enjoy it. And, and, you know, in my single days, it was, it was more, more often, but, you know, I kind of... I've kind of grown into like, hey, I want to wake up early and, yeah. and, and go Get to the mountain, done. go running, go yeah. doing something. Yeah. Um, and that's more of the reason why. The, the hangover is more of the reason than the actual <laughs> Oh, yeah, drunk. of course. <laughs> so, At our know, age, it's not easy anymore to get a hangover the next yeah, day. Yeah, just want to die. You know, my favorite drink is probably like a light craft beer and a mezcal. And, and if I have a few of those, I'll... Well, then no, you need to you need to come by the Black Orchid. I got really good mezcales. Yeah, I do. I do. I used to yeah. live right by there, but now I'm a little bit closer. Now, to, yeah, I know. You used to be my neighbor, sort yeah. of. <laughs> At least in the same neighborhood. Not anymore. But, no, that's cool, dude. Ah, so what, what is your motto? What words do you live by? Like, what wisdom can you share with our audience? Um, you know... I'm not going to say I necessarily like live by it every day, but I, I guess at least I try, you know, service to others. Mm-hmm. And that's, a, that's in any which way, you know, and, and being in this industry, you know, it, I don't know, it, it puts a smile on my face every time I ask someone, you know, how was your meal or how was that beer or I recommend it or how was that sandwich or that salad or that cheese mm-hmm. platter I recommend it. Yeah. And, you know, when you can genuinely see that, that they truly enjoyed it, mm-hmm. you know, it, it brings a... You know, it brings joy, in it. and it's not not just that. It's service isn't necessarily like 
serving, but but you know being, you know being kind, being being uh, more than anything polite. Okay. You know, I, I see so many people like cutting people off, and not just in their cars. You know, just at the at the supermarket. You know, oh, okay. you have your car, and like you you don't see the other person, or you don't wait for literally half a second yeah. for somebody else to swing by. So you don't open the door for somebody. You know, it's something simple, but you know, it small makes things. It, it makes a difference. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I try to, I try to be as polite as I can. I try to be, you know, as um, in Spanish the word servicial. You know, like, yeah. Like I try to, I try to be as much as that as I can. Um, I try to, yeah, you know, just serve others in, in any which way I can. Really cool. I think, yeah, I think more people, if more people did a little little nicer to someone else just every day why are you looking at me when you say that that. i'm just looking at your eyes michelle (laughs) like he's looking at me when he's like a little bit nicer uh sure don't be so insecure (laughs) i try all right i try so So, tito if there's anything else you'd like to share with our audience with el paso what would that be um i would have to say you know you know when they say when you say the thing no I'm sorry let me rephrase that when you change the way you look at things the things you look at change so I would have to say if you're not positive about El Paso if you don't have faith in El Paso you know start changing that you know start start changing that by by changing yourself you know changing what you're adding changing to the equation Mm -hmm. adding adding value you know look for stuff you know so easy to get caught up in the day-to-day yeah you know I, I you know I probably wouldn't be here right now if I saw my day job I'd be like at home you know just dreading the next day or whatnot <laughs> yeah and uh, you know if, if you believe in the city and you you know you know take that leap of faith you know like like obviously you know plan accordingly do what you got to do but plan that leap of faith plan plan that value add that, that you want to do to the city yeah. and and you know try to stray away from the whole society thinks or what is you know how am I going to look towards yeah. each other you know yeah. care about what you think about yourself which is really hard yeah. you know really hard to genuinely just like like judge yourself by your own terms versus other people's terms yeah. Yeah. and uh, just add value you know believe in the city uh, look for stuff to do. Yeah. Meet people. Meet as many people as you can, and and you know enjoy, you know, enjoy what you have. You know, and and if you really can enjoy it, then change the situation. <laughs> you may not be able to change it immediately, immediately, but work towards it. You yeah. know, and maybe someday you'll you'll be able to live where you want to live, wherever that may be. But uh, in the meantime, if you're in El Paso, you know, make the best of it. Um, make the best of it. Come, come to Craft down, and Social. Come downtown. <laughs> come walk around. You know, like yeah. like find little shops that randomly pop yeah. up. Yeah. You know, go into different you know art shops, which there are plenty of. I mean, yeah, they're kind of hidden, but you know, Purple Gallery. Look for it. Yeah. What, what, whatever. You know, there's there's more than a few galleries downtown, yeah. and, and there's there's a vinyl shop now. Yeah. And there's you know there's stuff, man. Just explore. You know, figure it out, and uh, and don't. Don't stay at home watching Netflix, <laughs> you know, uh, without exploring, yeah. you know, yeah. without exploring and just, just enjoy the best, you know, try, try to find the, the beauty in this city, which is 
more apparent than you think. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're we're handed this negative view of El Paso starting out when we're very young. And you you know, if you don't try and get out there and, and see all the, the nice stuff out there, then you're gonna just assume there's nothing to do in El Paso when, when there's a lot happening. And don't do it just for yourself, you know, do it for the future generations yeah. because because what you do now is what you're gonna share to your whether it be your nieces, your nephews, your sons, your daughters, whatever. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. you know, expose them to that in, at an early age so because i've learned a lot of this stuff in my late 20s you know i'm now in my early 30s and and a lot of that i've done at, at this older age and you know if, if i would have been exposed to this whether it be music movies you know things to do at an earlier age you know i might have had many more experiences yeah. than i do mm-hmm. have now yeah. you know what i mean there's yeah. a lot there's a lot out there just uh and there's a lot out there just within our community, so just look explore. for it. Make it happen. Exactly. Make man. it happen. All right. All right, El Paso. Well, Thank there you, you go. Listening. Come this to Crafton Social. Crafton They're located Social. at 305 Franklin, which is, you know, before you hit the freeway when you're, you know, you can get you growlers freeway, here. Too far. Growlers, people. <laughs> growlers, beer, wine, really good food. Uh, Really good company. Bring your friends. Bring your dates. You know, there's obviously a lot of things to do. Yeah, bring your dates. Yeah. Really good dates. And then spot. take them, you know, around the corner. There's other places to go, not just Crafts and Social. There's other places here. So, yeah. Anything else? Are we good? Thank you, Tito, for having us. Thank you us. so much thank for agreeing. I hope fun. this is fun. Yeah, absolutely. Yay. So follow us on Instagram, Facebook. And all the social media out there, we're out there all the time posting. We're inside the Drinker Studio on everything. Yes. Just look for us. This has been episode number 29, the okay. last one of season two. We're going to take a break. And after this, I think, when is this going to air? Tuesday, next Tuesday, the 9th, around uh, the 9th or 10th? Yeah. Okay, it better be after the 9th so I can announce that we have been uh, finalists for the Savour Magazine uh, thing uh, uh, for okay. best blog, food blog. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll give you more details so you can vote for us. And hopefully we can win and go to Charleston. Or where is this going to be at? Yeah, South Carolina. Yeah, there you go. So there you go. So, yeah. Thank you, guys. Love you. Mean it.